This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. Folks, it's that time again. Francis has gifted the world with an airplane, airplane press conference. And you know, whenever that happens, virtually every Catholic cringes in anticipation. Because pretty much everyone knows that when Francis is off script, he usually has some very strange and unhinged things to say. And unfortunately for us, this time was no different. Francis was traveling to Rome on his return trip from Mongolia. And as is often the case, he couldn't pass up the opportunity to hammer traditional Catholics and anyone who objects to what the Synod on Synodality is doing. This took the form of a number of barbs by Francis leveled at his critics, and it was done in his usual way of totally lacking in charity, but delivered in a way that seemed grandfatherly, which gives it the illusion of charity. Never will it be assumed here that his critics may have some legitimate concerns about the Synod. No, instead Francis tells us that his critics are driven by ideology, which he has previously told us replaces the faith, that ideologues don't have faith. And what he fails to recognize is that he himself is the biggest ideologue in the church now, and by his own standards, that means he doesn't have the faith. I doubt that he has seen the irony of his position in that, and hopefully someone close to him points that out to him, that what he's saying about himself here is what he's saying about others, because I personally have never accused him of not having faith of some kind. His own words and his own standards do that here, though, themselves. Let's start with the question he was asked about the book that is likely to dominate Catholic book sales for the next few months. The book is The Synodal Process is a Pandora's Box, 100 Questions and Answers. This book is published by Tradition, Family, and Property, or TFP, one of the older traditional organizations fighting for the integrity of the faith. TFP had Cardinal Burke write the introduction for the book, which I featured here recently. I have highly recommended you go buy a copy of that book if you can. Francis asked about what the book has to say and his thoughts on it. Here's how Edward Penton, journalist for EWTN and the National Catholic Register, described this in a post on Twitter. Quote, On the flight back from Mongolia, Pope Francis was asked what he thought about the book The Synodal Process is a Pandora's Box. In response, he recalled a conversation he had with a Carmelite prioress, who told him they were afraid he was going to change doctrine through the Synod. If you go to the root of these ideas, you will find ideologies, Francis told the reporters. Always, when one wants to detach from the path of communion in the church, what always pulls it apart is ideology. And they accuse the church of this or that, but they never make an accusation of what is true. It is made up of sinners. They never speak of sin. They defend a doctrine, a doctrine like distilled water that has no taste and is not true Catholic doctrine, that is, in the creed. And that very often scandalizes. How scandalous is the idea that God became flesh, that God became man, that Our Lady kept her virginity? This scandalizes. In the book's preface, Cardinal Raymond Burke warned that synodality and its adjective, synodal, have become slogans behind which a revolution is at work to change radically the church's self-understanding, in accord with a contemporary ideology which denies much of what the church has always taught and practiced. It is not a purely theoretical matter, for the, the ideology has already for some years been put into practice in the church in Germany, spreading widely confusion and error and their fruit, division, indeed schism, the grave harm of many souls. End quote of 
part of Edward Penton. But do you see what I mean? Apparently, traditional Catholics, and really anyone who has real concerns about the Synod, are driven purely by ideology. We allegedly spread confusion, error, division, all of which leads to schism and the harm of souls. That's what he's saying here. And I wish it had been Francis who had spoken about the harm of souls, because that would have been the first time I've heard him do that in many years. But he hints at it here because people are pushing back against the Synod on Synodality. But the accusation here is that anyone who wants to keep the integrity of the faith, who wants the faith to remain coherent and the same as it has always been, is detaching themselves from the church, from communion with the church. And they're doing it in the name of ideology. See, here's the thing. That's actually backwards. It's ideology behind this revolution that the synod represents. It's a continuation of that revolution started at Vatican II. The word revolution has been used by archbishops and cardinals to describe the synod. How can this be ideological to resist this when it's clearly ideology behind the synod itself? Look at the bishops and the laity who have prominent positions at the synod. They're the ones pushing the James Martin sin on the church. They're the ones who want to redefine who can be ordained to the priesthood, the limits of the nuptial sacrament. And they want to redefine the role of the laity in the church. They even want to expand who can receive the Eucharist to anyone that is basically what they would call a decent person. That, folks, is ideology. It's ideological to reject what the church has always taught on moral and doctrinal issues. Francis engages in ideology every single time he dismisses those who cling to the faith as being rigid and clericalist. But notice this here. He even says that they, meaning TFP, meaning traditionalists everywhere, quote, defend a doctrine, a doctrine like distilled water that has no taste and is not true Catholic doctrine that is in the creed. He said that. Is he saying that defending the creed is now bad? I've seen some people ask him that question in a sort of passive way online. And Francis, I honestly hope and pray, isn't saying that defending the creed is a bad thing because I will defend the contents of the creed of the church with my last breath. And I would hope that you would too. I would hope he isn't saying that because if it is, then he's leaving little doubt about what it is he truly believes. And what it looks like he believes is the condemned error of universalism, which can be summed up by saying that you don't need to be Catholic or even a Christian to be saved, that all of the alternatives out there are viable pathways to God. That is condemned by the church. Jesus himself tells us that he is the only path to the Father, no one comes to the Father except through him. Remember that as you see this. Headline from the National Catholic Register. Pope Francis quotes Buddha at interreligious event in Mongolia. In his speech, Pope Francis twice cited the Dhammapada, the most widely read text that is a collection of sayings of the Buddha. That, folks, is ecumenical dialogue if I've ever seen it. Francis had some choice words to say, including that the church doesn't do material works of mercy with the aim of converting people. Somebody asked him if that was why the church does these things. He says, no, that's not the aim. And to a fair degree, that's true. But he came awfully close to saying that conversion wasn't the purpose of the church, a point that he's actually made many times in the past anyway, including when he told non-Catholics to be the best, whatever it is they already were. A point he reiterated all the times he's chastised people for proselytizing and for being the instrument of conversion for sinners. So, from that article, quote, With humility and in the spirit of service, the Church offers the treasure she has received to every person and culture, in spirit of openness and in respectful consideration of what the other religious traditions have to offer, Pope Francis said in a speech in 
Ulaanbaatar's Hun Theater on September 3rd. Religious traditions, for all their distinctiveness and diversity, have impressive potential for the benefit of society as a whole, he added. Pope Francis met with 12 religious leaders and representatives in the Performing Arts Center on the Bogd Khan U mountain overlooking Mongolia's capital city. The theater is built in the circular shape of a traditional Mongolian nomadic yurt dwelling called a gur. The rector of the only Orthodox church in Mongolia, Father Antony Gusev, represented the Orthodox church at the meeting. In his speech, Pope Francis twice called the Dhammapada, the most widely read text that is a collection of sayings of the Buddha, quote, the fragrance of flowers spreads only in the direction of the wind. The fragrance of those who live according to virtue spreads in all directions, the Pope said, quoting the Dhammapada. In his speech, Pope Francis quoted another line attributed to the Buddha. The wise man rejoices in giving, and by that alone does he become happy. The Pope also cited the writings of Mahatma Gandhi on having, quote, purity of heart, and Lutheran existentialist philosopher Soren Kierkegaard on hope, end quote. Harmless quotes, perhaps. Honestly, pretty vapid stuff, but it's a bit like if a Catholic quotes H.L. Mencken or another atheist philosopher in a positive but otherwise meaningless way. But compare that to his words for traditionalists. Francis spares no expense to slam those who are against this ecumenical dialogue that the Church refused to participate in until the conciliar years. The Church had been actively opposed to all this nonsense, and frankly, the point of Francis's trip in Mongolia is lost on me. Nothing against the locals there, faithful Catholics I'm sure, but there's something only like 15,000 of them in the whole country. That's it. There are Catholic countries he hasn't visited yet, like Argentina, for example. But maybe, just maybe, it would be best for him to stop traveling anyway, since when he does, disaster seems to follow him, like his trip to Canada, where he apologized for things the church was accused of doing there that were evil in nature, but was recently proven to be absolutely not true. By the way, did you know that that horrible story out of Canada from two years ago was debunked recently? That they actually, investigators went in and looked for evidence, could find no evidence whatsoever that it happened? If not, I'm not surprised. The media didn't want to report on that. Instead, they reported on the initial story, which led to the loss of 83 parishes in Canada, in Canada and the northern United States. And Francis helped fan those flames in a literal sense, just like he fans the flames of internal division in the church every single time he accuses traditionalists of being in schism. But what do you think about this, folks? Are you surprised? <laughs> At all? Are you surprised by the things he said in Mongolia? The quoting of those figures, the, <laughs> the basically reassuring people that the church isn't there to make converts, that that's not the seemingly the principal point of the church, something he has said multiple times in the past, every time he chastises people for bringing converts to them. Do you remember the story of that young missionary girl who, in South America, I believe it was, uh, spread the gospel and introduced uh, Francis to some of the converts she had worked with, and how he chastised her for, for doing that? you remember those stories? <laughs> Are you surprised about this turn of events here? Are you surprised he had some choice words to say about tradition, family, and property? and that book that's coming out. I'm very curious, so let me know what you think of this in the comments, please. And hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.